0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Slow Burn Media, an evergreen podcast presents Who Killed? A podcast that provides a voice for the voiceless. Hello and welcome to episode 208 of Who Killed? I am your host, Bill Huffman, and this is a Slow Burn Media, Evergreen Podcast, and Killer Podcast production. On this week's episode, we are going to listen in on the candlelight vigil that was held for the University of Idaho students that were murdered in Moscow, Idaho, gosh, almost three weeks ago, and there are still no suspects. And the police really do not have much of anything at this point. Now, this would be around the time that lab tests would be returning. So hopefully there is some DNA that has been left behind by the perpetrator. Now, they have made some differing remarks in the past few weeks. And the first was that this attack was targeted and that the campus was, uh, uh, you know, nothing to be worried about. But they've changed their tune on that. And they can't say specifically what had led to this uh, terrible, awful murder. And these families who were left with an empty table at Thanksgiving due to some maniac's decision to brutalize these four innocent college students. Again, it's somewhat rare for there to be such little evidence for the police to be working off of now again this is an investigation that is pretty sprawling because of the fact that there's four victims but again it's one home and that is very interesting how did the two other roommates not hear this crime being committed and you know why did it take so long for them to be called the police that is so these questions are still being answered and I guess investigated is the best word to say because that's what the police say. They don't have any suspects. They don't have any motives and they're just investigating and they're hoping that their investigation will turn up something. now we had some other news in another very high profile case. And that was one uh, Richard Allen of the Delphi case where the judge actually unsealed the police affidavit for his arrest and what i found striking in the affidavit was the fact that this individual was interviewed in 2017 and admitted to being on the trail that day they had also found a 40 caliber bullet in between the bodies now he was interviewed and he mentioned that he was on the trail I don't know why the police didn't ask him if he had any firearms, but they waited until October 16, 2022 to ask him about that. And then they got a search warrant, and then they discovered a 40 caliber gun that matched the same bullet that had been found at the scene, and he had no explanation. So I don't know what's going on with the Delphi case because that is one of those things that It really seemed like the investigation was being handled very well. I don't know if that was just a missed opportunity, but it sure certainly seems like it. But let's just be glad that somebody is actually in jail for that horrific crime. So as I mentioned before, we're going to listen to the visual from Wednesday night that was held at the University of Idaho. And some of the family members spoke, as well as the president of the school and some uh, some other people as well. So take a listen. Again, this case remains unsolved. So, any information, please contact the FBI and the Moscow Police Department in Idaho. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you guys had a great holiday.
2: Good evening. My name is Blaine Eccles, proud, I'm proud to be the Dean of Students here. I want to thank you all for coming out for the vision. honor and memory of Xana, Little Capon, Haley, Avez. we're all gathered here not only to remember and honor them, but also send our love and support to their family, many of whom are here with us. You all came here, dark of night, Now I'm reminded by your presence that a family comes together to help find light on the path ahead for others. The snowy and cold outside, but a family comes together to bring warmth, it is a Sad and unsettled time right now. but a family will come together to find reassurance, comfort, we don't know how long this investigation will take. And we don't know the why behind this. Trip. But what we do know is we will all go through it together, because that is what the Vandal family did. I had the privilege of attending Ethan Chapin's memorial last it was filled with the warmth of joyful memories at the stories about him. A lot of laughter. They handed out this wristband and it says, live life like this. that is how we can honor the memories of our four lost, our classmates, our friend. keep them ever with. Them. Tell the fun story, remember them in the good times and do not let their lives be defined by how they died, but instead remember them for the joy they spread and the fun times they shared while they lived. I know this crime has impacted not just our students, talk to many, but also our employees, our alumni, our community of Moscow, many more beyond our boundaries of the city, state, across this country. But it has impacted the families and friends of our last I we unite, celebrate, and uplift. What you are feeling is real, the sadness, confusion, the worry and the anxiety. It's okay to have those feelings. I have them too. We all do. This is an incredibly painful time. It's hard right now. Very hard. It's uncertain. But as I said, we will go through this together. Out of dark times, light can be found. Support provides another. One vandal recently said, We are strong, we are kind, we are courageous, we are brave. Vandals, I believe in you. Believe in your capacity to provide that care, support, and love to one another, and that is so needed right now. I believe in your ability to succeed despite what has occurred. I believe in your ability to be a light in the dark. You don't need a light for yourself Be that light for someone else. Hope carry their worry. Remember, there is and always will be help for you here at the University of Idaho. We have support right now for anyone needing it. Just down the hall, in Teams Room A and B, we have individuals whom you can meet with for support and navigate through this time. You've all read the many emails that we've sent out, both from President Green as well as myself where we outline a lot of the supports that are available to you. Use them. Reach out. Talk to people. Talk to your clergy. Talk to your family. Talk to your roommates.
1: Good evening, and
3: thank you for coming out tonight to honor and remember Ethan, Zanna, Maddie, and Kaylee. The Vandal family across the world is shaken by the loss of our four students. Their losses weigh especially heavily on our many, on many in our University of Idaho community, and on the family and friends in their hometowns. Tonight, we're joined by people from around the state and across the country for this vigil. Students, employees, community members, they hold candles on our campuses in Boise, Coeur d'Alene, and Idaho Falls. We've also heard that at this moment, people are gathered statewide from Potlatch to Ketchum, McCall to Pocatello, and many other locations in between. We appreciate everyone who is standing in solidarity with us this evening. We're touched by the outpouring of love and support and prayers we've received over the past two and a half weeks, and I want each of you to know that you're not alone, that there is hope despite the loss that we suffered. I also share my gratitude for Governor Brad Little, who was with us here tonight, and upon receiving news of the crime, he made significant resources of the state available to help our university through this difficult time. Ethan, Zanna, Maddie, and Kaylee came to the University of Idaho and found their place. They made many friends and shared many smiles with those they encountered. They were brimming with promise and poised to make their mark on the world outside of Moscow. They were all members of Greek chapters and as an alumnus of Vandal Greek community, I take solace in knowing those networks of support are available for many of our grieving students. Friends and family remember the boundless joy, laughter and love that Ethan, Zana, Maddie and Kaylee brought to their lives. They cared deeply for those around them. They pursued their goals wholeheartedly. During their time at the U of I, they fully embraced what it means be Vandals. In the wake of this strategy, I hope and pray that each of us can find the strength to respond with positive action by caring for one another more deeply and encouraging each other more often, and by pursuing our goals and building community along the way. May the, their memories continue to inspire acts of kindness and selflessness, and we, may we find peace as we honor their lives. One
4: of the hardest parts of my job as a dean of students is interacting with the families of students who have been lost. But I'm very pleased to know that several of them were able to come and join us tonight, and we're gonna hear from several of them. So please, I'd like to have Stacy Chapin, Ethan's mother, join us on the stage.
1: This isn't at all intimidating, I must say. (laughs) And I didn't write any of the funny stories that we talked about That is service but I would like to start by saying, my name is Stacy Chapin. I'm Ethan's mom. <laughs> I'm here tonight with my husband, Jim, Ethan's dad, and his brother Hunter and his sister, Maisie, who are also vandals. I think you knew he was a triplet and that they're, they all go here as well, <laughs> okay. We wanna start by extending our deepest condolences To all the families impacted by this tragedy, it's hard that we are without these four beautiful kids with us tonight. We're here tonight because the University of Idaho is a special place for our family personally. Our triplets enrolled here together because of the small town feel, the beautiful campus, and the Greek system. Those were all mandatory must-haves when picking a school. We visited a neighboring college, no offense if there's any kooks here. And, I, and it felt big and logistically challenging to our family. However, when we arrived on this campus, parked, got out, we all agreed, yes, this school is perfect for us, it feels right. The people here were kind and welcoming when we showed up for orientation. And we knew as a family that we'd made the right choice. The circumstances that bring us here tonight, they're terrible. The hardest part, we cannot change the outcome. And as a family, as a Chapin family, it's important that we share Ethan's legacy and talk about the impact that he made in his young 20 years or his short 20 years. So this is where we choose to focus our energy because we are now Ethan's voice. What I want you to know is that our family is no different than most all, all, probably all of your families. We sat at the dinner table when time permitted. We played games together, we traveled, we hauled our kids to every sporting event imaginable. We had cribbage tournaments, pickleball competitions, and basketball shooting contests. We surfed and spent countless hours in our boat listening to country music, which was Ethan's most favorite thing in the whole world. We hiked, typically the kids did that reluctantly, I'll admit. We worked out, the kids even, our three kids even got their wisdom teeth pulled together. But the most important thing is that in our family we always had each other's backs. And we will continue to do so. And for all of the things that I've listed in the times that I haven't mentioned, we are eternally grateful that we spent so much time with him. And I want to remind you that that's the most important message that we have for you and your families is to make sure that you spend as much time as possible with those people because time is precious and it's something you can't get back. It's really important. This is our message to you. It is really important that all you kids and all kids across wherever, even we've told this to our own two kids who are still vandals, you have to put your energy back into achieving your goals well, Ethan tolerated school, for those of you guys who knew him really well, he tolerated school, he loved the social life, tolerated class, he understood the importance and would want all of you to continue to focus on your futures and your ambitions. Once again, I want to thank the police, the FBI, the Idaho State Patrol for their continued efforts We're also appreciative to everyone on site with us tonight and everyone around the nation. Please continue to support all four of our families and remember please be kind. Thank you to the university for organizing this event in honor of our loved ones. We are proud vandals. Thank you.
4: I'd now like to invite Kaylee Gonzalez's father, Steve Gonzalez, to the stage just so I can let everybody know the main reason I'm up here today is so that everybody can understand what we lost. I I hope to be able to make you laugh, but I'm afraid we're going to have to cry because we lost four beautiful souls. and The two that I'm up here to talk about are the ones I knew. And when I started thinking about how I was going to tell these people what their souls were like and the things that they shared with me, I started thinking that this is going to be really tough. So I did what you guys do. I googled it. I went in and I looked for the most beautiful things in the world. I looked for some kind of inspiration. I knew I should have took creative writing a lot more serious because I was in trouble. But I came up with the, some, the seven wonders of the world, and I seen them, and I looked at them for inspiration, and I prayed to my girls, and I said, you can have to help me here, I'm struggling. And they just came to me, and they told me, there should be another wonder in the world. I said, all right, help me here, and they said, it's the wonder of the relationship of a father and his daughter. I said, all right, that is pretty wonderful. You start wondering the minute they put that baby in your hand, you wonder what you're going to do. And you wonder how you're going to feed them and how you're going to take care of them. And then you wonder why your wife's yelling at you because you're feeding your baby a hamburger. You know, it's like, and then you wonder, how am I going to understand and make this the best opportunity for both of us? And you start seeing the world through the girl's eyes. And as a father, it's kind of, it's a little bit scary. You start seeing, like, the world starts having, like, this purple haze. And there's puppies, and there's kitties, and there's all these weird movies you have to watch. And they start crying all the time. But you start falling in love with this world that they built. You see this world, and it changes And you don't have pickup trucks and all these footballs. You start seeing the beauty of what they have and what makes them special. So when I was trying to see this world and I was trying to picture what my daughter would want me to say, she would want to say that she loved designer purses and brand new shoes and all these things. So... That's the world as I see it now and I never want to see it any other way and one of the things is my girls they gave me a sense like don't go up there and embarrass us and I was like really all right and they're like you just can't be a chad dad like a chad dad but... I do think I probably do need to talk to a manager in here for these lighting conditions because it's it's not working. So I'm going to embarrass her a little bit, but I want everyone to know that these girls were absolutely beautiful. They had been friends since sixth grade. We both put them in a charter academy. They felt like they were being punished. Sixth grade, they just found each other. And every day they did homework together. They came to our house together. They shared everything. They went. They convinced us. They made a proposal to go to high school, to a regular high school. So then they went to high schools together. Then they started looking at colleges. They came here together. They eventually get into the same apartment together. And in the end, they died together in the same room, in the same bed. And it's, it's a shame, and it hurts but the beauty of the two always being together is something that will, we'll, it comforts us, it lets us know that they were with their, their best friends in the whole world. And it's like a book, it's like some kind of terrible chapter, but there's beauty in it, and we're, we're going to get our justice. we're going to figure this stuff out, this community deserves that. And when I look at all you guys, there's only one way for this to get a little better, to heal a little bit. There's pain everywhere. Is You're just going to have to love each other. You guys are just going to have to hug each other. You're going to have to be a little awkward. and You're just going to have to share. And the only cure to pain is love. It's the only thing that's going to heal us. That's the only thing that's going to heal you. So all I challenge you in, in, in the next week, the next days, is just go out of your way and tell someone you love them love the people in your room that you go back to, your apartments, your house. And that will make a difference. And that's something that they can see where they're at right now, that you change your life just a little bit and you are a little bit nicer and a little bit kinder. Thank you. I'd now like to invite Ben Mogan, father of Maddie stage.
5: And when they told us we were all gonna be talking, I was like, "Man, I hope they don't have me talk after him. He's really good at talking." <laughs> but uh, Madison, Maddie May, she was uh, she's she was the first uh, granddaughter, grandkid of any of her grandparents. Uh, she was. Karen and my only child that we ever had and uh, and so she got you know everything she ever did was such a big deal and uh, she was so she was just such a happy just a, such a great kid, such a perfect little baby and so just smart and funny and beautiful. She was just nice to everybody and when I would meet people, Ever since she was first born, when I meet people, I, they say, you know, tell me about yourself, or you're just trying to get to know someone. The first thing I'd say is, well, my, I have this daughter, and she's, she's, you know, here's a picture of her. She's, she's on the dean's list at the, at college, and she's, she works hard, and she, has all these great friends in the sorority and she's, you know, I just would tell them all about Maddie. I wouldn't even, they would, they walk away from me like, I don't know anything about him. We know all about his little girl though. And, uh, yeah, she, we, uh, we love going to, uh, live, go see live music. I, that's always been my favorite thing to do. And so I started taking her to concerts when she was younger and we saw, uh, saw some really good shows together i'd take her and her friends sometimes she was she was all upset and, uh, mac miller was going to come and she couldn't get tickets and it was all sold out and i didn't know what i was going to do and i entered all these radio station contests and like the night before it happened i i won four tickets and got to bring her and her friends and they were meet and greet tickets we got to go and meet them after the show and that was that was the happiest uh, memory i could think of that we. Shared together was that. And, uh, but she kept on going to shows. They'd go to Watershed, her and her friends. And, uh, yeah, she traveled to Canada to go to a music festival. She, uh, she loved going to music like I did. And, uh, she always worked hard. She started getting jobs when she was just like barely even a teenager. Her mom had to, fire her whole housekeeping staff of the hotel that she managed and so Maddie and her friends stepped up and the next day they were all in there cleaning rooms which is a hard job I did that for like two days I was like nope and uh, but those little girls were in there cleaning all summer long cleaning all the rooms and uh, from that from then on she always had a job like like not all of that age of kids are all out there working all the time but she she sure was she'd always uh, work hard and uh, and make her own money and and buy her own cars and pay for her own gas and uh, yeah uh, and I just I wanted to, when I was up here I wanted to make sure and mention Jake she got to have this is really her her main her only real big relationship she had in her life was uh, with Jake who is such a great guy, and I'm so glad that she got to just have at least a little taste of um, what it's like to be in love with someone. And uh, he's just a really great guy. They treated each other the way you're supposed to. And uh, yeah, I was really proud to, to just call him my my daughter's boyfriend. And maybe someday, uh, maybe they would have uh, gotten married. You know. It seemed like it at least, but uh, yeah, um, I just want to thank, uh, like like they said, thank all the people working on trying to figure this out, and uh, it really means a lot. All the love and support that everyone out there has shown through this has just been amazing. Like, I've heard from people I haven't thought about or heard from in 30 years, and and uh, yeah, just to see how good people can be when something terrible happens. To so uh, really, really make you feel loved and supported when when it's important. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, thanks for being here, and uh, that's all.
4: Zanna Kernodle's family was not able to join us tonight. Um, they are going to have uh, service on Friday, though, um, and so I thought I'd say just a few words. I, I did not personally know Zana, um, and we shared some information out as an institution a, a, a week and a half ago or so. Um, so I'll just share a few things there. She was a junior from Post Falls, majoring in marketing and college of business and economics. She was a member of the Pi Beta Phi sorority, and I know many of our sorority sisters are here tonight. We honor Zana and share our love for her and her family during this very difficult time. What I'd now like to do is have Carla Newman Smiley, Lutheran minister here in uh, Moscow, to join me on the stage. We're going to have a moment of silence for each of our vandals. This is where I would ask that you turn on your electronic candles if you have them. If you're not able to do that, you can turn on your light. Before we get started, I would love for you all to turn your lights up to the right so the families up in the White House suite can also see it. Zanna Kernodal. Ethan Chapin. Haley Gonzalez. Madison Mogan.
6: We come from many places and many faith traditions, or none, but we gather as a community. And so I pray that my words of prayer tonight might translate to wherever your spirit finds home. And so we pray. Oh God, we cry out in lament and grief for the lives cut short. And we ask for comfort and consolation for the families and friends of Ethan, Kaylee, Zanna, and Madison. We pray for the Vandal community as we navigate the end of a semester in the midst of our grief and uncertainty. And we pray for the whole Moscow community and beyond. Help to calm our fears and teach us to show compassion to one another. We pray for counselors and other support personnel. Provide them with care as they care for the community. We pray for law enforcement and all involved in the investigation. Give them strength, wisdom, and endurance. And when needed, a holy forgetting of what they have witnessed. We pray for answers, for justice and accountability. We pray for clarity in the midst of our uncertainty. Guard our hearts and minds from speculation and rumor. That someday we may have some answers. Until then, we entrust our uncertainty to you, loving God. And even in the midst of our grief, pain, and uncertainty, we offer thanksgiving. We lift up prayers of gratitude for area law enforcement and others who have come to the community to offer assistance. We give gratitude for the ways we have supported, loved, and continue to support one another. We give thanks for the extended Vandal community, and we give thanks for other university communities who have set down all rivalry to show solidarity with us. As we go from this place, help us heal, give us rest, and give us continued compassion for one another. And we ask that the memory of Ethan, Kaylee, Zanna, and Madison, and the joy that they brought to their friends, their family, and this community, be a light that dispels the shadow of these days. And so we lift up these prayers and all those we hold in our hearts, In your holy name, amen.
4: want to thank you all for coming out tonight. This has been a hard and heavy night, but it's filled with light and love. Continue to support and shine the light for one another. And for those in attendance, I want to remind you that we do have supports here. Team room A and B, just down this hallway to my right, down to your left. Reach out. Use the support resources. Lean on one another. Be that light. We have lanterns that have been donated by university staff to help you shine the light as well. Please take one as you leave. We've also created a space in the i tonight that for any that wish to head there next, we've got some beverages, some cocoa, some tea, some coffee as you travel back to your, your places where you can gather as community and share stories of love and laughter. Drive safely, Walk safely, and please keep Zanna, Ethan, Kayleen, Madison, and their families in your hearts and prayers. Good night, and God bless.
0: Well, there you have it. That was the Candlelight Vigil held on Wednesday, November 30th, 2022, in regards to the horrible murders that took place at the University of Idaho. And again, if you have any information about this case investigators want you to reach out to the moscow police tip line and that is 208-883-7180 or you can email them which is sometimes even better at tipline at ci dot moscow m-o-s-c-o-w dot id dot us again This case is unsolved, and any attention that we can provide to find answers for these four families and all the friends and everybody on campus, I think we all would be better off. So, again, thank you for tuning in. If you guys want to know what's coming down the pike, you can follow me on Twitter at BillHuffman3, as big of a mess that place is at this point, but um, I'm still there at the moment, and uh, you can find... New episodes every Friday on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts. So until next week, as always, stay healthy and most importantly, be safe.
1: Come play with us.